Okay, welcome guys to No Excuses, Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So, we've got PG and Dak who run their own uh, football podcast. Um, so, I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves. I know they're famous all over social media, but I'll let PG introduce himself first. How are you doing? I'm PG, as Scott said. Um, I'm no, see, to be honest, I don't really know what to say. I've played football my whole life, did a bit of running. Um, that's pretty much what I do. It's me and Dak do a podcast that we love. Stopped playing football probably about six years ago, properly, because I've got one knee. The other one's an absolute shambles. But funnily enough, I can still run quite a bit. Um, it's just the twist and turning that kills me, or the lack of ability, and it was just enough time for me to call it a day. But nah, I love to run. Um, do quite a lot of running. So that's me, aye. Ah, uh, good. Honestly, that's the that's the least he's ever spoken about himself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Won't stop. I know, I know, mate. No, just, just, just me. I'm uh, Ryan DeKeel, but male, male known as Dak. Uh, even though my family call me Dak, prefer to be called Dak. Uh, just did a did a podcast with PG. Uh, but I book myself hard on it to talk about yourself, I man. <laughs> I'm bold as brass, man, but try and get me talking about myself. I had a ready. No, I'm just, I'm, I like probably known as being a bit of a joker all my days and a bit daft and always up for a carry on and a laugh and stuff like that. So, no, I think for me, I'm, I'm assistant manager at Ashfield Football Club as well, which is a semi professional football team in the West of Scotland League. Uh, I've been there for four years. So football is my, my big hobby, my big passion, but I'm also into going to the gym and that as well. I can't, I can't run the line for myself, but that's because I was a fat, lazy, bald goalkeeper back in the day. Mate. So it's not... I'll watch what I'm saying. I'll keep my language. It's, it's all good at... I'm allowed explicit, wouldn't I say anyway? So oh, it's all right. Don't get me going, man. It'll be constant then, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. So um, we'll go back to where it all began and your, your school years, maybe primary, secondary. What sort of sporting activities were you involved in? Obviously, you mentioned football that you love, um, but whoever wants to go first, I'm no first. I'll, I'll go first. I'll always talk first. PG always wants to be the boss. So well, always, always <laughs> um, I just played football um, all the way for a young age. Um, I actually played with a school team when I was in primary one. Um, we were rotten. My, my older brother played with the team. And basically, I was just allowed to go down and train because my brother was there. And then as a wee, a wee kind of nice gesture, last game of the season, we were probably getting scudding after Sunday. And at five or six-year-old, I got put on for the last couple of minutes. I always remember I played it. It was at Knightswood High School in the old Red Ash Park. Never forget it. It was nearly 30 years ago and I still remember it. Um, then played at a reasonable level all the way through school. Played with good boys club teams. Uh, went pro youth. Played basically the whole way through pro youth. Um, and then had a wee spell full time with Clyde. But um, when I was younger, I also did athletics. I ran for Garskew Parriers uh, when I was like, eight to about 12 or something. And I was actually, I was pretty good at it, to be fair. And me, my brother, my cousin went, we were all pretty good. So I, I never did anything else, to be honest. I was never that interested in doing much else other than football and running. Ah, so you've got plenty of medals in the bank then? 
Ah, uh, youth level of the die, and then disappeared. <laughs> 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 what about yourself, that? Uh, just for me, me Scott, I've is, I've been football, football my days as well for a young age. But but like any like any other way out there, I've tried everything. Do you know what I mean? You've you've tried karate, kickboxing, tried. Oh, gone everything, do you know what I mean? So I think that my my mum especially was into trying to get as gone as many things possible to find what we liked best. And and that's just we found our way that it was football was a thing that me and my brother be kind of taken to the maze. So football, football's always been been my big thing. And I loved PE right enough when I was at school. So that that gave me the opportunity to get into other sports. Uh, I also went to college. Well, in, in school, man, I, I can't claim I'm like PG, man, into the running. The only, the only, <laughs> I run away from the police. The only running we've done was when we had our, uh, our football trackies, one of our lacoste trackies, and we were running for the police, so we didn't get booked. You know what I mean? You had just stuck down to your trackies, didn't you? No, no. I'll be honest with you, I'll be honest with you then. The older I go, and you know what it's like. Uh, you start to maybe realise I'd stints at senior clubs as well, and I was in at Partick Fisso on that day and got to about 18. I didn't drink, I didn't drink, and it's mad to think, but I didn't touch alcohol until I was my 18th birthday. It was the first time I touched alcohol. Uh, don't get me wrong, I've been on a slippery slope ever since, man, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I just the realization came to me that maybe I wasn't going to make it as a football player. Uh, started playing with my pal, started going to the gym. Uh, big thing for me was going to the gym, and, and I'll be honest with you, it was like any boy at her age started going to the dancing, try to chase birds, try to get try to get nips at the dancing and all that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> try, try to see, try to make yourself look as as good as possible so no that was just kind of my path it was mostly football and I've, I've always been involved in football but dipped my toes in lots of other things Scott but football is the thing I love and, and, and now I've got an enjoyment going to the gym I really like going to the gym I enjoy doing circuits and stuff like that as well so right. no that's, that's kind of where, where my path's taken me mate right okay so if I put it in a, another context so you've tried the two years have tried lots of sports right so in school, what was the one activity that you absolutely hated? You know, when the, the teacher says, oh, we're going to do such and such for PE, for like badminton or gymnastics or something like along those lines. Aye. Uh, me, me, I'll, mine's was, mine's was, mine's was gymnastics, mate, and all. I mean, I can't even do a forward roll, so... <laughs> see the best way it was, but see, when we used to go to school, it was just a quick one. We used to go to school and... I don't think you really you can call it what you call, but it was like the pool box when it when it so there was a pair of cycling shorts in it, and we used to always do me and the boys in me and the boys in in class. We used to always go. The last one to get a PE had to go into the pool box and take the cycling shorts out and wear them during PE. So that was the best part of PE. It was when everybody seen everybody running man trying to get to PE class man. So they didn't need to wear the. Well, the beasts, man, I think we called them. <laughs> so we did, but uh, no, gymnastics for me, mate, I was terrible. And 
Mind old school, they used to pull out the boxes and all that. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the big, and the big crash mats and all that. Okay. Mate, you were always getting punishment exercises because you couldn't help climb it and go and start doing somersaults and all that after one of the crash mats. But that was, I hated it. Mate. I was terrible. For me, well, see, we've heard that you're talking about, um, about the boxes. I remember oh, I was about 16 or something. And it was the first time my mom and dad had went on holiday without me and my brother. So my brother was watching since he was 18. And his mate was kind of stainless. And I remember running and trying to jump here one him. And I slipped off the mat, pure plowed my knee into the, the board. And my brother had to take me to the hospital and I had to phone my mom and dad. Like, ah, I know he's on holiday now, but I've had to take him up to the hospital. <laughs> um, for me, there was two sports in particular that I really didn't like. like I liked the badminton and stuff, um, but I hated basketball. Just hated it. I used to get into trouble all the time for shouting hornball and daft things like that. And uh, <laughs> But the worst one was hockey. I absolutely hated hockey. We I went to school in Renfrew, went to Trinity, and um, we used to go to Renfrew High because they had the new Astro picture, and we used to do hockey there. And because we had quite a few lasses in our class, like all the other classes had didn't have lasses in it, so they always got to play football for like uh, their, their fifth year PE. Because we had so many lasses, we had to play hockey. And I absolutely hated hockey. I mean, I didn't even like to tackle at football. And she had people just swinging these hard sticks at you. It was, it was yeah, never mind. The lassies were always good. They used to swing it like a golf club, didn't they, man? It was wild. No, good guys. And then what about uh, growing up, uh, even in adulthood, uh, challenges within sport? Obviously, you mentioned your knee, um, but any other challenges for yourselves? Um, see, for me, no, really. Everything was quite smooth for me with my football. Um, I did kind of never played with the really tap teams. I played with the Rangers when I was younger, but never played with the tap teams as I got older. And I was at Airdrie, and I played like, it's face 15, 16, I played like 20-odd reserve games. Got one game in the first team in a friendly. And then I moved on to Clyde, played a couple of reserve games. And it kind of started to pattern out, and I knew I wasn't going to get kept on. I wasn't, wasn't quite good enough. That Clyde team were, the, it was a season before, I think it was the season after they'd beaten Celtic in the Scottish Cup and stuff, still in the Championship at the time. And I knew I wasn't good enough, so I was looking for a move. My brother, um, he stays in America, he went to uni there, and I got offered a full scholarship. And basically you had to have, I didn't bother at school, so you had to have like the equivalent of six threes at standard grade level. So I had six threes or better, but um, one of them was administration, and they didn't accept that as a subject there there. So basically, I'd, I had to have went air for the first four or five months and uh, studied before I could play. And it cost my mom and dad £6,000, so they didn't have the money, so I didn't go. My brother was still there. Um, that was a wee bit of setback, because that was something I actually wanted to do, because I kind of realised once I'd left school that education was probably a path I should have put a bit more into. And despite no doing very well at school, that was merit day where I lack effort, because I was able to do it. Yeah. And the only other thing that, kind of ruined my my football was um, when I'd done my knee in the first time. I was playing for Mary Hill, we were playing Pollock in the West of Scotland Cup. And I always remember it dead clearly. Ta- uh, that mind we Taz that played for Pollock. We aye, aye, Bradley. Bradley, aye. He was so, a Clyde and all. I played with Clyde. That's right, He was two years above me at school, so I knew him. And I always remember the ball getting played at the tap, and I thought, Taz is quick. I'll just stretch and get it so I can turn them, because I knew I could get it. Instead, I just take an extra step, and as the ball went air, I controlled it, and as I broke my foot down, my knee went, 
and that really, eight, 23 it happened to me and I was never the same after that. That kind of kind of ended me quite a young age. Right, so see your, obviously your knee injury, how long were you at the game for, at that point? Well, that's probably what made it worse. Um, I was always a type, like most people our generation were, where it was very much, I ah, just go on with it, go on with it. So I kept trying to play. And it was only a small tear in my cartilage, so it wasn't like an ACL or anything that I could never have played. And I was just in agony. I was like popping five and six uh, kind of painkillers before games. I hardly knew what I was doing. And I just kept playing and eventually I got surgery. And um, when they went into my knee, they were like, your knee's a shambles. I'd cracked the tibia and femur off each other as well. So it was just a mess. Uh, so I took, I think I got my surgery. I was out for five weeks before I went back to training. And just kept playing. And by the time I was 27, 28, I was absolutely knackered with it. Aye, so obviously things like any any impact now, you can't really do. Well, see, to be fair, I'm all right, like I said, running. I mean, I've run two marathons in the last few years. Um, this week I've run, I don't know, in the, the last two days I've run 12, 13 mile. Um, but it's a twist and turning. Like I play for my work team and See if I play, I'm just a full week. I'm absolutely knackered until the next time I play, and then Aye. it's a cycle. What about yourself, that? For me, Scott, man, there's a couple of different things for PG. Um, a big thing for me, mate, I, especially growing up when I was younger, I got a bit of ratio, you know what I mean, when I played, you know what I mean? So it was obviously I've got. I've got an ethnic background, man, for my dad, my dad's side of the family. So growing up, I don't think many people were, were educated. So it's something that I've experienced in the game. Uh, that I came from boys' club level when I played with my pals. And and then, it's, I'll be honest with you, it's happened when I went into adult football and went into junior football. Firstly, mate, it's not something that's happened loads. It's only been we. Uh, certain few occasions, you know what I mean? Just depending on the situation of the game and what's been happening. But took them hard, mate. Took them hard. Took them. They were hard to take. Uh, I'm the type of person that I want to be pals with everybody. I want to be well-liked with everybody and I try and go on with everybody. So to be on the receiving end of that for people was tough to take, mate. So for yeah. that, I was kicking the stones, you know what I mean? It was... Nice to hear, and I'm not lie. When I was younger, at any time I did experience it, I got upset. You know what I mean? I would, I would go home and I would, I would get upset. But my man, that were, my mom were brilliant ways. You know what I mean? And Aye. and don't get me wrong, I've, I've always kept, I've always hung about the streets in that. And also, you grow a thick, you, then you start to get older and you grow a thicker skin. You know what I mean? Because you get a wee bit more savvy to what people's got to say, and you can. You can take it a wee bit more, or, or you can dish it out a wee bit better. But that was one thing, mate, that I've 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 no liked from my experience, and especially football and the game, because that was what I played in most. Another thing was probably psychological. I know uh, when I when I started playing and getting a wee bit a success and moving up a wee bit a level and getting into senior clubs. I felt as if I stopped being me, I stopped being dark, I stopped being the person I always was. Like I'm a big character amongst any time I'm in any environment, I'm a big character. 
But for some reason, when I thought I was getting close to the dream and being part of that environment, I'd just fucking crumble. I would just end up being no me. I was quiet. I was a mute. I would, hide, I would basically sit in the corner of the dressing room and not speak to many people. And, and people will be like, no, under, no, no, believe me. But people I probably played with at these clubs wouldn't remember me because I was there. I got through training sessions and was always relieved and relieved to get through games without making a mistake. So, and then when I went back and played with my pals, I was back again and I was just confident. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm the better, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the better players in the team, and I'll do this and winning Player of the Years and and personal accolades and we were winning competitions with the team. So, I just don't know what it was. I don't know if I got kind of overawed with the. Overall, and I don't know, it still frustrates me to this day. So it does, Scott. I still think to myself, if I went in there and it was maybe myself, would, I, would things have worked differently? Yeah. Did I make it too easy for coaches maybe to forget about me? Did I make it easy for them to maybe no play me? I don't know. I just don't think I was myself, mate, and that's always a big regret. Yeah. And then, am I right in saying the two of you, the two of you still involved in the game in some aspect? Uh-huh. Aye, aye, still very much involved. Right, okay. So, um, you know, this is just an open question. So, obviously, he's still within the game, but how did you get to that level? Right, so, obviously, he went through pro youth, etc. But what stages did you do? Well, for me, um, after I left Clyde and I was going to be going um, American, obviously, that fell through. I think it was... I left Clyde like in the February time, so I needed a team to go to. And I remember my dad saying that he knew somebody that knew the Dumbarton manager at 19. So my dad's phoned him and uh, it turned out that the guy, John Richardson, was actually the manager at Rob Roy. He'd moved on at Rob Roy. So at 18, he said, well, come in. And I went in and that was me at 18. That was me going. That was my first junior club. And I played junior for eight years and then went played amateur with my mates, my local team, and then went back junior for another two years. And then that was me. And then I ended up getting into coaching with my old amateur team and ended up this season a uh, assistant manager at St. Peter's, who are in the juniors now of the West of Scotland, their first year. But through work and kind of family commitments and also the podcast, um, I stepped back. So I'm on a committee there now. I don't see, to be honest, I don't really do anything. When we're trying to sign a player, it's me that speaks to the other club, and that's pretty much my whole involvement with him now. So I'm not really that involved in football directly anymore, other than the podcast. I just kind of do a wee bit for St. Peter's if they ask me to do something, but that's okay. kind of me. So I'm going to ask you a question. So the have you got a wee book that how many goals you've scored that over the years? Absolutely <laughs> no clue. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's telling oh. Lorkies, he, he'll tell you on YouTube how to go and find a couple of goals. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> a couple of goals you can find on YouTube. But, and, he, and what he'll do now is because he's got, he's because we've been doing the podcast for a year and we've got, we've got a lot tighter, he can also tell you on YouTube what ones I make a kent of it, not me. No, I wouldn't do that to you, mate. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> but if anybody wants to know, I'll put it in the comments of this video. Just cut that. <laughs> A couple of videos you want to check it. Right. Well, see, to be honest, um, I was a centre forward. Uh, I played defence, then went in the midfield, then went up front, basically because I was quick. And I think my last season at Pro Youth, well, my last half season it was, 
think I scored like 13 or 14 goals for Clyde, went to Rob Roy, and then never scored a goal when I was at Rob Roy. Um, one that always sticks in me, we were playing Beath in the cup, and I remember a park was a shambles, which should never have been on, and the ball went through, and the boys went by the keeper, and I'm running through to get it, and as I pulled my foot back to hit it, it caught in a bit of mud, and I just ran straight by it. So I never scored. <laughs> but um, nah, I think... I'll, there's only two teams I can actually tell you how many goals I scored with. I scored 13 with co-winning uh, when I was 19. And then at the Port, when I was there at Port Glasgow, my last season there at right back, I scored 12 goals. But I used to take the penalties. Uh-huh. Aye, aye. I, I scored, <laughs> you actually find a couple of my goals against uh, Blanter, David Gregg's team, Dak. I scored two against uh, them. Mate, game. see, we're honestly, I'm quite impressed with that for right back. I don't even know yeah. When I, I didn't really, I didn't really defend when I played right back. I just yeah. ran forward. But no, no, I was never the type to how <laughs> many goals I'd scored or anything like that other than the two seasons. What about yourself, Dak? Have you scored many goals? Or? Yeah, I'm a goalkeeper, so mate. I'm the opposite, what? mate. Got a few uh, home goals, maybe, Dak. Yeah. Got <laughs> a few home goals. Mate, I've scored a couple, mate. I've scored a couple of penalties, mate, in my career and stuff. But no, for me, well, I was at Partick for so and then. What I done was I knew it wasn't going to work out there. I wasn't going to get a full my full time deal. Um, I thought I was at one point, but then as footballs, but it's always like it's always changing dead quickly. So I ended up never got that full time deal. And rather than pursue it, I went back and played under twenty ones with my pals. And I'll be honest with you, mate, it was probably some of my best best time in football. We were playing under 21s in a very successful team. It was West Park United. Um, we were in the bet, we were in a good league. We were successful. We won leagues. We won the West of Scotland Cup. We done really well. And I was playing well because I was amongst my pals. And then once I was too old for that, we were out every weekend. We were out in the Swally every Saturday after football, right through to the Sunday all the time. We used to even go to the Thursday. We used to always go to our chaos on the Thursday. <laughs> we used to train and the boys used to say, right, morning we'll go. And then it went to play. We used to go to play for a pound of drink and then silver and that as well. So it was the best of times, mate, best of memories. And, and then I ended up going to St Rocks Juniors. And it was probably... Really, a brilliant move for me because it was a step up, it was semi professional, classed as semi professional. And as soon as I went in, I f- loved the club, I loved the gaffer, and I loved the boys. It was just a team full of pure characters, brilliant boys, pure down to earth boys. And right away, I thought professional, no matter level, and I'm not good enough to play that. But you know what? I found my level here, and I found a place that I enjoy got to football and, and they times with the rock with their characters and and this, this is this is that was probably that was probably about 20 23 or 24 or something I played with the rock and I'm still still pals with, all the, with a lot of the boys in the team and stuff like that so it's just been one of the ones you find your level you find and then you just your confidence builds and and I stayed there for I think it was four four just over four years I played with the rock and I ended up captain briefly. Uh, quite a lot of boys moved on. Um, and then I've just went to a couple of clubs in the West of Scotland League for there. And my pal, I'm pals with Maxi, but Mayor, the assistant manager at Ashfield at the time, and they offered, they gave me an opportunity to go in there and coach. And I've worked my way up to assistant manager. Uh, 
due to the fact that the assistant gaffer had to move on and the gaffer actually trusted me to come in to move up to assistant manager and I've been doing that of late and I love it, do you know what I mean? I love the level, I love the grade, I'm passionate about it and it's been good, mate, it's been hard work and it's frustrating at times, mate, as you as you know, any profession, mate, you, you get your bad times, but it's been it's been a good journey, mate, and I'm, I'm 35 and I'm assistant manager at a semi-professional a really big club with a rich history, man, so it's something to be proud of and I'm an ambitious boy that wants to kick on as well, mate. So we'll see, we'll see how we, how far we can go with it and where we can take it, mate. No, nah, good. And then obviously, you know, he's on the he's obviously he's on the playing football now, right? Um, or really, you know, to a high standard anyway. He's might be involved with maybe five or sides or sevens each week. I don't no. even play that, mate. I, 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 I sometimes join in with the boys at training, and I have played a couple of games just as mere as a emergency kind of emergency and last last resort not mean for the gaffer but no I'm I'm made into go to the gym and all the now to keep myself nah, there. Um, and obviously you know he's mentioned he's gone to the gym doing a bit of running so have you got like a fixed routine that he's doing now? Um, I'm I'm doing weird for the podcast I'm doing a charity marathon in uh, May and I'm going to be running around all the Glasgow grounds in the west of Scotland Plus, um, rather than Glencairn and Canvas Line Rangers, basically because two of them are just outside Glasgow and it makes up the marathon distance for me. Yeah. So I, I started my marathon plan last week for that. But I was part of a, a running club, I still am, I suppose, in um, Bella Houston Roadrunners. Yeah, I, I, I got myself at the stage where I was 70 mile weeks I was running and stuff, um, maybe about a year and a half ago. I got myself doing a, a 4.57 minute mile and I was a 17-minute 5K runner, so I was I was decent, you know what I mean? Like, compared to boys at the running club, some of them were just ridiculous. I mean, I've got a mate that that runs a 14-minute 5K, you know what I mean? It's just they're insane runners, these guys. But I, I got myself kind of a decent standard. Um, So basically for me, I don't look after myself particularly well. Like, I just, I run, and it keeps the weight off a bit, but my diet's a shambles. But I do have a plan for my running, and I, I work quite yeah, hard at yeah. it. I just need to try and sort everything else that goes with it to Aye. try and give myself an improvement. What about yourself, Jim? Routine? My routine, mate, I, I try and go as much as possible, Scott. Not I mean, I try and the older you get in it, started, the hair started going first, mate, <laughs> and then, then the belly starts to come, mate, and you stop playing and... I, I just I try and go to the gym as much as possible. See if I can see if I can try and fit it in during the week or even the odd week. And at the weekends, I try and I try and get forty five gym sessions in in a week. Uh, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does. I get through spells yeah. where I'm right into it, just like anybody else. Where you're right into it and you're you're, you're invested, and then I go through times where I date half arsed me. And and I'll be honest, uh, my big thing I know is my diet, and it frustrates me. It frustrates a living daylights out of me. I've, I like everything that's bad for you. Know what I mean? I, I drink cider, which is full of sugar. I love, I drink wine. I like a wee wine with my dinner. Or if I'm sitting with Mrs. Dad trying to act civilised and, <laughs> and all hungry. And, and I love chocolate. And, and, and we like a Chinese takeaway once a week. So let's be honest, I'm, I'm not going to be a bodybuilder and I'm not going to be on the cover of Men's Health magazine. But if I can. 
if I can put a t-shirt mat on and feel all right in it and go on holiday and, and I don't want my way and I don't want my daughter Marnie to be looking at me and thinking I'm a big fat old uh, <laughs> guy. so I try and, <laughs> I try and keep myself uh, nail, but I found it hard mate I, I go into the cardio during, during the, the start of the lockdown I thought that was my best way to get getting cardio and I wasn't running insane times or insane things but I was I was building myself up I was doing six milers five milers just every day or every second day and then I got COVID and I'll be honest see since I've had COVID and I got COVID a second time I kind of run away from myself and it's right. frustrating it's frustrating I don't know if it's psychological I don't know if it's just no, no I think I have had a, a few people in the gym and Obviously, it's long COVID, um, and Aye. basically, it just affects your breathing. And you know, people who would maybe come to the gym and last an hour now, um, now they're only lasting about twenty minutes. If that, you know, and it's frustrating me because I felt as if I was building up a wee, and I was actually enjoying it, and I thought it was good for the heat as well to go out and run, and just felt better after it all the time. But frustrating now that I can't, I, I, I need to find a way. And it's just trying to find a way to get back in. Yeah, I've still been going and doing weights and stuff like that, but I need to, I don't know, mate, I'm probably like everybody else out there. I always say to myself, I'm going to get a PT, I'm going to get a trainer, just, I'm going to, going to get some to, weight issues. Just, basically, you just need to sit with a bit of paper and then write your goals down and then just go with it. You know, that's... Uh, my, 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 my wife, Mrs. Dack, always calls me a procrastinator, and so does PG, right enough. She's <laughs> you're, you're, you're murder it, you're murder it, stick, well, no murder it, stick to hang you, but keeping to plan, man, because my head's like a seven and full of, I'm so impulsive and why just, oh, what's happening next and all that? I hang out with a wee bit of buddies sometimes, so I start <laughs> to struggle with it, you know what I mean? So, you, you, both of you mentioned your bad diet there, right? Um, that's what I was going to come on to, was nutrition, right? Um, but I'll go on to the further question. So the next question is, you know, what's your go-to snack or drink after you've done a training session? Um, well, snack, I'm like that, man. I love chocolate. And actually, <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show you what, I'm right beside the fridge, I'll show you what I love drinking. I love Lucasid. <laughs> I love it, man. I know the sports stuff. Um, the battery acid stuff. <laughs> no, I'm, my diet is a shambles. I mean, I actually tried, do you mind that programme that was on uh, Netflix, Game Changers? Aye, uh, it's a vegan one. The vegan one, right. So, I watched it, mate. It makes you what I did, doesn't it? Interesting. I, but, I remember when I was, um, so this would have been oh, nearly two years ago, um, when I was running a lot with Bella Houston, and it was kind of this time of year's cross-country. Uh, and I don't know why, I love cross country. It sounds ridiculous. And before I did it, I was dreading it. I thought it was terrible. I loved it. was like being away and just running about in the mud. It was brilliant. Loved it. And I tried going um, no vegan because I just I wasn't that interested in doing it. But I tried going meat free and I did it for two weeks. And I don't know like if it was psychological or no, but I ran one of the best races I've ever run in my life um, at the National Cross Country Championship in Cumberland. And I was flying. I don't know if it was the diet or no, it probably had made a difference because I'm I'm the type where I'd have a McDonald's and then go for a run and that's genuine. Um <laughs> I would the, the two weeks where I ate well and it was like lentils and kind of your chickpeas and all that, and even like I had the pastas stuff just for the carbs. 
and my performance, I felt amazing. Like I felt brilliant. And I've always I always tell myself, I ah, go back to it and do it again. And then I go to Morrison's to get shopping because I generally get the shopping and I walk by the sweetie hill and I'm like just filling the trolley with hundreds yeah, of sweeties. Yeah, so it's but, quite difficult. But I think it's obviously see see like your nutrition, you know. Obviously you've done that for two weeks, right? So you know that was a short time frame. But you know, obviously it's hard if you if you work certain shifts, if you're mm. if you're out working and then if you've got a family, if you've got you know, family events on as well, you know, and you're trying to work around that diet as well. Well that's something obviously no before Dax speaks. See, that's something obviously with you doing your PT stuff, you you'll understand a fair bit better than us today about the, the nutrition side. I get it with work a lot, like where I have to end up busy for hours on end and I, I miss when my breaks going to be and I just end up jumping into McDonald's. And me and one of the boys I was working with the last weekend before New Year, we decided we'd just kind of date we wanted. We spent 60 quid in three days between the two years buying uh, McDonald's, KFCs, like we got an Indian one night and stuff and you're like, it's just a shambles. It's I, I felt terrible after it, to be honest with you. Like, I felt quite sluggish and I'm- generally quite tired all the time but when I did the the meat free honestly the best I, I think I felt and ugh, I don't know why it's just laziness that I'd, I've not done it again I, when, I, when, when I'm in work all the, all the rest of the staff all that or chicken and rice Scott I, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my go-to <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's good for you but you know what I mean it's, I, it does the job what about yourself that What's your, what's your go-to after a, a run or a gym session? I, I mean, me, man, I, I, I go through these stages, Scott, you know what I mean? See, when I'm into it, I'll, I'll try and take a shake or something, you know what I mean? But then, right. see, when I'm, see when I'm half-assed, I'll literally, honestly, scunner myself that I'll come in and then I'll go in and take a wee biscuit or something. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, and I'm like ah, what have I just done? I've just literally... <laughs> ran or burnt off 300 and odd calories and then I've just took a biscuit that's just near enough the same what I've just had to know my family <laughs> there. It's so frustrating, mate. Honestly, it's like I've no I'm not educated myself enough, mate. And, and a lot of it is probably common sense, but it's finding the right stuff and stuff that's quick now. And I always think to myself, grabbing things on the go, a biscuit or grabbing I mean, I always get wee packs of chicken and stuff like that in the fridge and stuff, and you might take one of them now and again, but I still, every time I eat, man, I always like to leave a wee sweetness in my sweetness <laughs> when I'm finished, man, so it's... Ah, yeah, you're, you're allowed to dessert. Ah, <laughs> every so, single meal. Ah, exactly, exactly, but no, it's it's frustrating because sometimes then I do get into the attitude, I go, why am I even training? Because... I'm not eating and doing the right things, but or I sit and say to myself, I should be in a lot better position and I'm scratching my head going, why am I no in a better nick? But it's because of my diet, I'm like that, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it and it's basically a pointless exercise. Aye. Do you know what I mean? But no, I think it's just obviously getting an understanding of your nutrition, you know. For, it depends on how tall you are uh, and your age as well. Um, your calorie intake for the day so effectively most guys will be two and a half thousand calories um, and then you know you've got to take into account what you've expended as well so in the gym so say you've burnt a thousand calories as well so that's effectively three and a half thousand calories 
that mm-hmm. you can eat. So as long as you've got a calorie deficit of that, so say like thirteen hundred, you'll always lose weight. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did I did do that. I did I was on that for a while, being in my season because my brother actually my brother lost loads of weight and he was doing all that my fitness pal and tracking yeah. all his food and that. And then we get in it as well. And I'll be honest with you, it's probably the most weight I've lost. But then I started getting that people saying you're losing too much weight and all that. And I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm trying to find a happy medium where I don't want to lose hundreds of weight. I want to try and, I want to try and be a bit stronger. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. as I say, I'm never going to be never going to be a machine I'm never going to be doing the door up with Savoy do you know what I mean but if I can if I can but as PG said as well with my work environment I work shift so you literally could go through a busy spell and you're just then you're just grabbing a biscuit or a packet of crisps right. on the just go just to keep going a wee bit aye, of sugar effectively you're saying there about the, the calories and stuff right? so you'll know this but I mean I actually looked at it it was a TikTok video I seen yesterday, yeah. and um, a guy was talking about your day, your weight multiplied by fifteen, and that's how many calories you can have a day. And I'm, I think I'm two hundred and fourteen pound in it. So I did that, and it was like three thousand two hundred and fifty calories or something. Aye. I thought that sounded a bit right for me, but like Dax said, where people were saying to him he was losing too much weight, I was running like daft amounts, and uh, I think I was thirteen and a half stone. So I'm six two. I was 13 and a half stone. But on the flip side, when I, I broke my foot, I think it was two a year and a half ago, and um, I stopped running for pretty much a year. And just for my diet, I put two stone on. And it doesn't show too much because I'm I'm quite tall and kind of lanky looking. But I felt it myself. And see, trying to run, it feels harder than it used to just with see, how much weight you've got to carry. See, see, see on that when I done my fitness pal, right? I look. I looked at pictures and that, and I was like, I need to get a grip, right? So see, I'd done my fitness pal not that long ago, right? It was during, during lockdown, and I was tracking everything. And see, when I tried to sign in, it said I'd already been registered. And I couldn't for the life of me remember when I'd used this before. <laughs> so I managed to get my password retrieved, right? And see, when I signed on, it was 2013, and it was my weight. And I thought I was fit. I was about 14 stone 10, right? And, <laughs> and I ended up getting myself doing, after I'd seen that, I was like, that was the thing that I looked at and I goes, wow. And then I was looking at 40s, man, I had this fatter cooking and all that. And I was like, I thought I was a bee's knees back then, man. <laughs> and then I managed to get myself doing there through the through the lockdown and that I was sitting at about 12 and a half. So it was it was no far off a couple of stone I'd, I'd shaved off in, in that time and, but you know, it's I, put, I put it back on, mate, because see, Christmas, man, I feel, do you know, feel when you mm-hmm. eat and drink rubbish for all that time, I feel man mass. See, because Christmas and New Year, we were isolating, drinking whiskey, drinking <laughs> stuck in the house. I know you like a whiskey. So, you know what I mean? I've seen that on your social media. Mate, you know I mean? My pores, mate, are sweating out and I've turned into a, a big spot, you know what I mean? <laughs> So, yeah. so obviously you touched on the, the pandemic there. So how did you guys uh, cope with that? You know, we've been the football being off, um, and obviously, you know, everything was shut down. How how did you how did you get through it? Well, I, 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 I
Um, see, me and my wife both had, and I know Dak had to work all the way through. Me and my wife both had to work all the way through. Uh, I'm not going to lie, it was the worst time of my life. See, if I had any of Wayne's, it'd have been brilliant because I'd have just been in the house when I wasn't at work, they were out running, enjoying myself. But me and my wife had to, she managed to wrangle it so that we did opposite shifts. So there was times I was getting in at two in the morning for my back shift. And my youngest, when they and my Wayne slept particularly well when they were young, my youngest was really quite a bad sleeper. So he was only, I think he was nine months when we went, first went into lockdown. And he would get up at five in the morning. So I didn't get into two. And my missus was working the next morning, so she couldn't get up. So I was getting in at two, maybe getting two and a half hours sleep, getting up, having him and his sister all day. Couldn't take them anywhere. And then it was just the same the next day when I was asked. Right. I'd go back into work. But at that time, I was still training a lot. And I, to be honest, probably made me more tired, but psychologically and for my head, it, made, it was the best thing for me because I was not in a good place. Like, proper. I was yeah. pretty unhappy during that. No depressed. I, in that sense, my mental health's always been pretty sound. I was just really fed up and unhappy with it. And uh, I was getting up at half four in the morning for my early shift, and I worked at uh, Hamden. I was running 12 miles into my work at half four in the morning because my I, running was all that I really had at that time. Yeah. I hardly seen my wife for months. Uh, it, it was just hard on the two days. And you had the Wayne's all day. I actually remember, I think it was, um, I think we came out of lockdown in the June, so it was about mm, the end of May. And I had been back shift. I had like two hours sleep. I had to get back up. And I was making the Wayne's lunch. And my oldest wanted a piece of ham. So I made her a piece of ham. My youngest wanted a piece of chicken. So I went into the fridge to get him a chicken. And my, as I just pulled out my, my look is there right beside the fridge. So the table's right beside the fridge. And I've got the, the chicken out for him. And I'm already in a bad mood. I'm tired. They've been annoying me. I turned around and volleyed the table with no socks on or shoes on. And the chickens went up in the air, landed in the flare. And I remember just screaming, like proper, just screamed. And my missus came in for work that night and my oldest ran up the stairs and I heard her whispering, Mummy, Daddy's been in a really bad mood today. And I was like, ah, that's it. So I ended up <laughs> the next day, I just took the wings to my mom's and I was like, I don't care about lockdown. You're taking them for a couple of hours and I'm going to my bed. And that was kind of it. But I run in with my, my saving grace through it, to be fair. That'd be good, wouldn't it? What be yourself? For me, for me, Scott, I've, just a, it was a couple of things, you know what I mean? Uh, as PG says, we were, we were, working, we were working through it. Um, don't get me wrong, lockdown's been hard, to be honest with you. Uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve, mate, so it's no, I'm not telling you anything that's not going to be the truth and what's... And what, I'm not going to, my missus isn't going to be angry, but my missus struggled with lockdown, I'll be honest with you. She suffered a lot of anxiety, mate, and yeah. it was tough at the start, very tough, mate. She was, she's a warrior, and and it was tough, mate. It was very tough. She was very, very COVID aware and couldn't go anywhere. It got to a stage where I was stripping off at the door, sent for a shower before I walked in the door. Uh, everything mate so it was hard she was and and, and and the funny thing was the best she got was actually when we had COVID and she seen she was alright we were lucky enough that we got both get COVID at the same time and she was alright do you know yeah. what I mean and the two A's didn't find touch touch wood the two A's didn't get a bad bout and she was she was alright and I think after that she goes um, 
I'm more confident that we can we can deal with this. And it's been tough. I'll no lie, Scott. I'm I'm quite uh, an upbeat, outgoing, happy person. But then my missus was pregnant as well. And we we lost the wee man when when she was she was a wee bit on. Do you know what I mean? And and it was tough. We've had to go into hospital, and, and she had to give birth to birth to the wee man. And and I only found out it was because we never found out we are my daughter that we were having but uh, and I found out it was my my son and, uh, and we lost him we lost him and it was uh, the toughest thing I've ever had to deal with me and and it was hard and then the lockdown get put on, on top of that so for our family it's been difficult yeah uh, but for us and to be honest with you and for myself and I did struggle I probably went through a stage when that happened to the wee man where my routine went totally windy I didn't train felt rotten my head was all early camp couldn't sleep wasn't it wasn't it work at the start there and I'll tell you I, I was having to probably take a couple of drinks a night to get the heat in do you know what I mean pure yeah. bad habit but that was just my way of coping I wasn't I wasn't drinking and blacking out and falling mm. asleep. I was mm. having a couple of drinks just to take. I actually think that I was maybe a bit anxious about the full thing. Yeah. I mean, I've struggled with it. So, but the best thing, and the best thing has been her daughter, not I mean, me, Marnie. She's been brilliant for us and she doesn't know and she's too young to understand what was happening. So, you were, we were always running about this bundle of energy and bundle of joy and this we laughing, smiley faced lassie that didn't know what was going on but just wanted a mum and daddy to play with her and nice. to be honest with you that was the best that was the best focus that we had was her and we had ding-dongs me and my missus and it's important to talk about it because let's be honest there's been millions of couples and relationships really that struggled through the lockdown because you're basically with that person. Like at least when everything was open we could all escape when we had a wee bit of a, your head was bursting or you needed a wee bit of your own time. My wife and I was working in the house. She she felt as if she's never getting out of the house. She's right. working in the house. She's living in the house. She's can't go anywhere. She, at least she feel like a prisoner of her home. Do you know what I mean? So it was tough, mate, but we, we go there and, and it certainly makes us a lot stronger and we're tight and we're good and we've got a brilliant relationship and beautiful daughter and a good family life. But it was tough, mate. It just, when the naves or butts about it, there was lot we had got lots of laughs and and jokes and carries on, but we also had a lot of tough times as well, mate. Yeah. And, and 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 I don't think that we'll we'll be the only people that experienced that. No, oh, definitely, mate. And I'm sure to hear that. Um, ah, mate, I know I appreciate it, mate. It's it's, it's still tough and it's still no nice and the good thing was we try and do a wee bit back and we love the wee man we Remy and he's always in our memory and we were able enough through the podcast to raise a wee bit of money for charity, for the Simba charity as well, who do amazing work and they were a great help and, and there's a lot of good people out there. I did talk, my, as PG said, his, my mental health is very sound and all. I'm, I'm, I'd like to think I'm a strong-minded person, but during that time I spoke to people I did speak to people because I wanted I wanted to know that I was all right because yeah. I felt certain ways that I was like never in a way that I felt as if I was going to do it, but I felt done. I felt done. I felt as if I couldn't sleep. I was like, why is this happening? And good people out there that listen and talking to your pals and talking to 
And it was only a couple of times I did, but I tell you what, I felt better getting things off my chest, and that's why I always say through the podcast with PG, and you'll be you'll be like minded yourself if we can if we can help anybody that's going through a tough time, then the DMs are always open, Instagram's always there for messages. Ask for our numbers, man. We're always happy to dish it out, man, and make sure people are all right because I had tough times making people help me, and 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 I think, as I said, I think I'm a strong person, but. Sometimes everybody needs a wee dig out and somebody needs a wee bit of help. Somebody needs a wee a fresh set of ears, mate, rather than rather than me always speaking to my missus, man. Do you know what I mean? I, I wanted some I wanted to speak to somebody that wasn't invested in it, wasn't going to judge me. Do you know what I mean? So it was good, mate. And, that was good. and I'm not ashamed to say it, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm no I'm not ashamed. I don't think it makes me a weak person or but that was just the way it was, mate. I, I I was reluctant. It was actually my missus pushed me in the direction. She said, speak to somebody, she might feel better. She said, might make you feel better that you're speaking to somebody totally, a total stranger. And I was yeah. pure reluctant, mate. And I did. And, and it was and it was it was beneficial, mate. Helped me in that grieving process. So it did. Yeah. Aye. And you know what's funny? Because obviously you mentioned your, your missus saying to you to speak to somebody, right? So obviously I've started doing my, my podcast, right? So you know, I'll talk to people maybe half an hour to an hour and uh, I'll have a phone call with my missus and I spend 10 minutes on the phone to her and she says, uh, you, you talk to people on your podcast longer than you do. I, I, say as well, I say as well, if you, if you want to speak to me, just come on a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, that'd be a ding-dong like a Jerry, a Jerry Springer. <laughs> Not I mean. uh, but, so, in your opinions, so... What about, obviously we touched on mental health there, um, but football and exercise, mental health, what should your personal opinion? Um, I think it's massive. Um, I think that Dak touched on it earlier when he was talking about when he was at Thistle, and it's something me and him have spoken about before, where he struggled mentally. Like football can have such a positive on you where it can make you feel so much better and I mean, for me and Dak earlier last year, I think it's made us really happy having the, the podcast to talk about football and have good stories and good people to talk to. And it's definitely been good for the two of us. Um, but on the flip side with football, um, like I said, me and Dak have spoken about this. When I was in the Clyde, I really struggled. Um, I couldn't deal with the pressure. I mean, like, when I played with a nine, there was only like, I think there was seven or eight of us from my 19th team. We just trained with the first team. And the first team were really young. It was all boys like Craig Bryce and Neil McGregor. And they were all like their early 20s and we were late teens. Um, so it was guys kind of similar to us, but I really struggled. I went in and I said, I got so much worse when I went in and trained with the first team. It was like I couldn't play properly. But when I played with the 19s on a Sunday, I was one of the best players. But I, my head couldn't take it. And if I got a bit of abuse, I went into myself. And I found it really hard. But again, on the flip side, football can help you. I mean, I, I can't go anywhere without knowing somebody at football. And I don't know half the people that diagnose. It's like you go somewhere and you just know everybody. You're, like boys in my work will be like, we'll be going out working and stuff and boys will come up and talk to me and they'll be like, do you, like, do you know everybody? And you're like, it's just boys through football. But for me, running's my, my big thing. Um, like I said, I'd, I'm pretty lucky um, with my mental health. I get down like everybody does and I get quite sad about things, but nothing really puts me into a, a kind of depression or a black hole. 
And I'm really fortunate. I've got a great wife who she's dead supportive of everything I like to do and I like to do lots of things. So she gets sick of me, but she always sticks by me. I've got two beautiful children that are a lot of fun. I've got great parents that stay just around the corner for me. And I mean, I can always go and speak to my mom and dad. And I've got, even though my brother stays in America, I speak to him regularly and I've got that. But I feel that, see, if I'm no running, I get quite uptight. And Dak will tell you, I'm... When it comes to our podcast, I'm a warrior. All I do is think about it all the time and I, I, I build up things in my head all the time. But running's my release. And he's kind of took the piss with me a wee bit. I've started my own running vlog on YouTube and that's something that helps me I know. It's just when I'm out there, things come out. It's just in my head that I need to get out. And it just makes me feel better when I'm running. And I like when I'm doing hard sessions at running, like Dax said earlier about being a procrastinator, I'm very much like that before I, I do a hard session. But at the same time, I like the pain that I go through. It's And it sounds stupid, but I suppose the two is doing the gym and that you get it a wee bit where you push yourself a bit extra and you always feel better for it and it kind of clears you right out. You can work through all your problems when you're running. And I think that my longer runs really help me when I'm, I'm doing 10, 12 miles or further than that. I get a lot of time to process all the stuff that's in my head without any distractions like my phone ah, in it. Nah, totally. um, I think that helps me a lot. So nah, that's, that's my big thing is running. Ah, yeah, especially, you know, we're running, um, being outdoors as well, you know, just getting a bit of fresh air, it helps. Definitely. And, and because you're yourself, you're, you're not looking at your phone, you have nobody to speak to, nobody to distract you. It's literally just you running. And it, it does, it clears your head for me anyway. I, I feel... Even if I have runs that have been really hard and I've no really enjoyed them, I've never done a run and came in the house and felt worse for it. Aye, no, totally. Definitely. But see, with, with, me, with me, the big thing about football, right? See, a lot of things in my life, it's as PG says, like, my best pals know that. Like, my, my best pals like, that I've known for. I've been pals with since we've been 12 and 13 year old. The way I met them was through football, you know what I mean? And we've, yeah. and we've been best pals ever since that. So that's why for me it's it's so important because I've met loads of people. I stay in touch with a lot of people. Uh, also, it's good to exercise first and foremost as well. But football for me, it's more than just the football turning up and playing. Yeah. So many different things in football I think does for the heat. I'd seen that hang on Twitter not that long ago and it was somebody kind of slaughtering it because a lot of people are obviously upset that there's no football happening. But football does a lot of things for people. It gets people feeling part of a team, feel belonging. It's also the fitness side of it. It's also even things where people going out and watching football. It's socialising. It's... Uh, the camaraderie, it's the highs when it goes well. Sometimes you have to deal with the lows, it's the talking points, it's everything, do you know what I mean? It's the characters you meet. So for me, it's massive for mental health. And But listen, there's, there's loads of different things. It's, it's not just football. Everybody finds their thing and their passion and their hobby that they love. And, and that's important for their own mental health. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It's like somebody can be into the gym and doing the weights, you take that away from them for such a long time, they're going str to struggle because it's something they love. If, yeah. you go and, if you go and somebody likes doing Lego, you can't get a lot of Lego anymore, they're going to struggle because they like doing Lego, do you know what I mean? So you take away, I don't know if even that's a good example, but 
The like being Lego. My head is full of Lego. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's like it, this is this is the, the point I'm trying to get is I feel it isn't just about football. It's about football is the most popular and biggest sport in their country. And you take it away from people, they're going to struggle. It's as simple as that. And it's whether or not it's a person that likes to go down the pub and watch a game. But that person going down the pub and watching the game could be the person sitting there and telling somebody's problems at a pint, watching the game where he's sitting telling them he's struggling. Do you know what I mean? You take that away from somebody, that's how we get problems, in my opinion. So that's that. That's just my feelings on it. I'm very passionate about the game. I'm very passionate for yeah. how it can make you. Don't get me wrong, football cut through it. Football can also give you laws. Do you know what I mean? You look at professional football players, what they need to deal with, social media wise sometimes and things like that when you put yourself when you're out in the public domain even as even like to a lesser extent you're doing a podcast on something you love and we do a podcast on something that we love today and you think it gives it great exposure but we're not going to say everything that people like and we're not going to you were going to get slaughtered at some oh, point totally, totally you know what I mean and, 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 and although you get some buzz at it we can't always say the things that people want to hear and we can't always get it right because at the end of the day, it's only an opinion we've got, but we leave ourselves wide open. So it just shows you how cutthroat the cutthroat everything can be with social media and things like that. But for me, it's massive, but it, but it's ahead of everything else. It's what works for you and what your big passion is. And it's massive for me, mate. And even my wife, and as PG said, Mrs. Dax brilliant, man. My, my wife, Jules, she tells me, she goes, Football's been part of your full life. Stay in it, stay involved, keep doing it. Go and do the podcast with PG. Stay in it, Ashfield, keep coaching, keep playing if you can. So she's very, very supportive as well. So, no, she, I, think, I think your partner and your wife, you try and see what's important to each other, don't you? And you try and encourage them to do it. Do you know what I mean? She, my missus likes spin, do you know what I mean? So she likes to try and get out and do some spin classes and yeah. stuff like that as well. And, and it's good because she always feels better when she goes out and does stuff like that and go to the gym and that. So it's just feeling football is important mate, for mental health, but there's loads of other things as well, mate. It's just whatever your, your main thing is. If it gets taken away from you and you're not doing it, then you're going to struggle. No, totally. And then for you guys, so, you know, within fitness, what would you say your bad habits are? Um, eating, eating and drinking. Aye. Eating and drinking. Aye, aye. I don't drink very much to be fair, um, but diet horrendous. And I've, I like physical. I don't know why it sounds as if I'm an alky because I certainly know. <laughs> I, tell you my, I tell you what my problem is, Scott, right? Like, I, like, I work weekends as well. Right. I can go a couple of weeks without bothering me a drink. But I'm a binge drinker. That's what I would probably say that I would do. Like, I like um. to, I like going out and I like. So I can, I like going out and socialising. You know what I mean? I love going yeah. out and socialising and being just a, you're, you're just a social butterfly, mate. Uh, I love being in a social <laughs> I love being in a social environment, mate. So when I go, I could I could not I could I could not I could maybe not have a drink for a month. I'm trying to stay off it for the end of January up until the, the live night, but I could I could stay off it the end of January. But then see at the end of January when I do have a drink, I'll drink a full month's worth of that there, Scott though, that when Dax said he didn't want to drink, he shook the monitor because he really wants a drink. Just <laughs> <laughs> shook the monitor. That's it, mate. So you, the, you, dri- you drive me to the drink, boy. 
<laughs> um, so I'm going to keep this question football related. Um, so on a training pitch, what's your pet hates? People that don't work hard. I can't, I mean, like, know as much as Dak does, but I, I do like a laugh. Um, and I like a wee carry on and all that. But see, when you're, you're doing stuff, I like it to be done right. And I cannot stand, do you know what's probably, and it was something I was really guilty when I was younger, but as I've got older, my attitude got a lot better. See people that throw their horns up, like they get a bobby and they throw their horns up. You're like, just go back and get the ball. Get back into your shape, do what you can do to help yeah. your team. But I'm saying that I was pretty bad for that when I was younger, but I got a lot better as I got older. But uh, yeah, that's something that really annoys me. And people, I'm going to keep going, actually. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> see, see people that can't accept responsibility, no necessarily at the time when they go away and self-evaluate and still can't accept responsibility. Uh, I think that's something that drives me mental and all. <laughs> me, mate, it's uh, that's mad because see when you're a player, right? I was full of the carry on and I used to love going to training just to be running about the boys and, and I didn't want to miss ever miss training because I thought the fear of missing out on something that happened, like daftness. So it's mad, but because when you become a coach, I'm harder. We've got a wee guy in our team, Jack Crumlish, and he's a pure joker, but I feel as if I'm on his case all the time, but he pure reminds me of me when I was about the training ground, you know what I mean? So it's a right. pure, it's very, very, un, it's very weird how you flip for being that person to then against that. But my biggest thing is, Naomi, I think that too many excuses, people bring a lot of excuses. I think at training, if it's if you're having a go at somebody, it's an excuse. I think even the excuses for people not turning up, I think it's very different now. Very different. I think numbers wise, I think I think I think players and boys find it too easy. There's too many excuses and too many easy excuses for them to miss training and stuff like that. And that's that's a big that's a big thing for me because the way I was brought up, don't get me wrong, I miss things through work commitments now. But when I did play, I never missed training and I never missed any games. And that was just because that was that was everybody didn't yeah. miss training and their games. Whereas I feel I feel now boys now can text or they just pull out the buzzwords that get some after getting to training and it's I am not late. Well, I think that see something I think particularly when we were younger, you'd have chucked a job before you'd have chucked your football, wouldn't you? Aye, I'd have chucked a job. A good I would never, listen, we would never encourage anybody to rap a job. Chuck your job and stick to football. <laughs> um, no, that's, I agree. That's something that bothers me. Boys, like when i done my knee in, I had like three, four months out. I basically went to every single training session because I was like, Monday, Wednesday, that's my football next. I have to go. Even Aye. if I'm playing or training. Scott, you, you, you'll see it, Scott, with the gym. It's excuses, mate, and it? When it's, when it's really, is it a genuine excuse? Half the time, you people. Aye, well, you I, I I generally I normally start my class. I, I ask people, if, you know, if, if they've got any injuries, any concerns, and then there'll be a few people that'll be like, "Oh, I've got a sore back, sore knee," and I'll be like, "There you go, getting excuses in straight away." Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You, you always tend to find that. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. And I think to be honest, with you, I'm not I'm not calling I'm not calling I'm not saying people are lying, and there's a lot of people that are genuine, but I do think that there's a lot of times when People only being genuine, and that's just that's just my my, my view on it. No, um, I totally get your, your your points there because I've obviously I've worked a couple of clubs as well uh, coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with Fishel Weir, uh, the 
charity. Yeah, aye, yeah. It was a uh, grassroots community stuff, but it was like under 13s. Um, and then I was with Celtic girls, uh, under 12s to under 19s. I was in to the, the fitness for that. And then I moved, I was Airdrie for a while, so I was uh, with Gartcairn, under 20s. Right. Um, and, you know, yeah, like like you said, it's so easy for people to text and bring up a wee excuse. Uh, you know, my pet hate when I was coaching um, was the fact that boys or lasses would, they wouldn't text on that day or they wouldn't notify you they're not coming to training or they're telling you an hour before training they can't make it. That's, that's poor. 100%. Horrible, mate. That's what I mean because you're put everything's prepped, everything, you've got things planned out, mate. I totally agree, mate. So, you know, obviously we, we spoke about your training. So, how old do you feel training-wise? What age do you feel? Mate, I'll 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 down jump in there, PG. See, you've been honest with you, right? <laughs> I, I, I look old, right? But see, I, I I don't know mentally. I feel young. Know what I mean? I got it with this. I got I I got to, I got to, I got to pick the lean up with a snapback on and all that. And, you know, as ever as ever as ever I'm enjoyed the show and all that. So no, I, I don't I, I don't feel that bad. I feel as if when I I do certain. Certain muscle groups or certain things, I maybe feel a wee bit sore. I tend not to do legs, Scott, and it's something I've never done right legs because I was always used to playing and I never wanted to do legs because you're sore for days and days and days. And I would always think it would affect my performances in a game. But anytime I have done them, um, honestly, man, you can't, I can't sitting down to do the toilet and everything, man, is an absolute punisher, man. So I do feel old if I ever have to do. Anything to do with legs, mate. But in general, I feel, I feel all right. Do you know what I mean? I, I actually feel all right. I'm 35 now. I don't feel too bad. Right. Okay. So, so you're 35. But what what age would you say you you feel? Would you say you're mid mid 28, 29, younger? Ah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually probably lying. I probably am <laughs> in my 40s, man. With the way I'm, you know what I mean? So, no, nah, I. I'm probably, but I'm probably a bang on or even a wee bit probably older. Do you know what I mean? There'll be, there'll be a lot more fitter thirty-five-year-olds out there than me. You know what I mean? For me, um, about a year and a half ago, I was still running. Like I said, in terms of like the runners, some of the good runners I, I ran at the club way and stuff. I was just a bang average runner, but in football terms, and I've always been pretty much the fittest in my team everywhere I've been. I was flying about a year and a half ago, two years ago, absolutely flying. Fittest I've ever felt in my life. And now I feel a lot older. Like, just having put on the weight. Before I was doing runs, and it was just easy at the paces I'm doing now, and now I'm struggling at them, and they're really difficult. So I'm definitely feeling older now, but hopefully in the next four or five months, I start to feel a bit younger again. But I, I feel... Hopefully, hopefully the fresh air... Helps mate, because you're looking a lot older than you were. My hair's all gone and everything now, man. Gonna end up like that. You'll be caught with Fallen Grant Mitchell forecasting, man. Oh, fantastic. So, what about your what's your favourite exercise to do in a gym environment? I love chest, I love doing chest and arms, Scott. Right, I love okay. doing chest and arms, right? Because I feel, mate, you feel like a wee pump. You feel you've got a wee pump in you, don't you, man? You go, <laughs> you, 
you got the road, man. I'm like, how are you doing, Mrs. Dak? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be roll about, but no, it's I don't know. I like Dean. Ch- I, I like Dean Chester Elms for some reason. Um, that I feel as if I like. I, feel, I just feel when you put a wee tap on after it all that, and you feel as if you've got a wee, a wee, a wee pump, a wee jag man on you. You feel de- feel decent. So always, like that. always seems to be the, the Friday night workout, doesn't it? Aye, <laughs> man. <laughs> Honestly, big time, man. Big time. Dean ten press ups for you going on here. What about yourself, Paul? Would you probably just say running? Running's easily for me, running's by far the best thing. I hate the gym. Uh, I used to, when I was, when I'd done my knee in and I was coming back, I used to go to the gym a lot. And I did, I was opposite for that. I did pretty much just legs all the time because I thought I'd try and get my, my cell bar up. And I did quite enjoy it for a while. Um, I think I got my, I got my squat, my best squat was like 140 or something, 140 kilos I got up to. Um, which I was quite happy with, but I, I don't like the gym. I really, I, just, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I, right, I've okay. tried and I've tried that, but nah, it's not right. for me. It's not okay, for me. so I'll take that as your worst exercise. So, what about yourself? That what would you watch me? Squats, squats, legs, mate. End the day with legs, man. I'm, I'm tin man, mate. Tin man, right? Okay, and then when you are training, what, what's your go to music? I'm dance, mate, all the way. I'm dance, mate. See... Dancing a wee bit of house, mate. See, I like indie music, to be fair. Um, but I don't listen to music when I, uh, I run. Right. I love podcasts. So that is literally all I listen to. Um, well, I like Open Goal, obviously. Um, yeah. I like uh, Under the Cosh. I quite like their stuff. Right. And I like see Ben Foster. Uh, that he's, he's got one called the podcast and that's proper it's my type of podcast because you get the football chat but they like all the the geeky stuff about YouTube and social media and all that and like talking about how like, talking about thumbnails for your uh, your YouTube videos and stuff which yeah. is something yeah. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be snoozing boil in the gym man if I was asking like, I need <laughs> I need tunes and see even old school Scott. I love you, mate. See throw the see throw the old thumpers back. DJ Vance and our nation, that mate. That's up my street. <laughs> I'm a river, mate. I'm a river, baby. Okay. I'm I'm very big on like I listen to Dak knows I say a couple of my mates do a podcast called the Selic Da. I listen to them, but they've been they've been slack kind of slacking off. Even though I didn't release them, I listen to Selic State of Mind as well. I like to catch up on things when I'm out running because. Yeah. Having having young wains and doing shifts and that you don't really get a lot of time, so that's my my kind of release is being able to listen to that. But yeah. I do, like, do you know what I like? Not see, <laughs> this is dead embarrassing, but I'm going to say it anyway. I used to have a playlist on my phone when I was running, uh, and it was for like Celine Dion and Whitney Houston and all that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I love that Celine. <laughs> <laughs> How are we even pals, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Different strokes, mate. The world will go around, my man. Oh, oh, that's it, mate. Aye. Um, I, I, I like a, a podcast called uh, The High Performance. Oh, that's good. Aye. 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 That's good, that. That's really good. Um, so, for yourself um, and your football journey, what's your best memory, guys? It's an easy one for me, um, and it's funny. It's not even winning anything. 
that can relate to this being uh, we coached against each other and stuff and as him having coached for probably a bit longer than I have um, I think that the highs of coaching are much higher than playing and I got really lucky at youth level where I won everything apart from Scottish we got beaten in the final of that um, but with my amateur team we go to the semis of the Scottish and it might not seem like a huge achievement but it was just we had, I remember taking the team, nobody else would take the team. So I did it so it didn't fold. We had nine players doing the Erskine Beach, our first training session. And I remember saying to the boys, I says, look, and I was lying to them. I had no clue if I was going to make it better. I remember saying to them, look, lads, stick with me and I'll make it better. I promise you it'll be better. I had no idea if it was going to be. And we ended up putting a team together. I brought in boys I'd never seen before. Boys that played with bang average amateur teams about our bit. And I just brought them in because I needed players. And they were excellent all year. They were so good. And we beat um, a team called Pennies. Penny, I think it was them. Pennies, yeah. aye. An amateur team for kind of further east. And they were apparently throwing a lot of money about. And we played them. Uh, I think it was the sixth round before the quarterfinals. Played them at our home. And we were beating them 3-2 with about, I don't know, five minutes to go. And they scored to make it three each. And I remember thinking, if we go back to their place, we're not going to beat them. We had gave everything and they were a quality side. And then we scored in the 95th minute to win. And I remember saying to the boys in the dressing room, because my it was I only the one minute at the time, uh, my daughter. And I remember saying to the boys in the dressing room, I didn't greet when my daughter was born. But when we scored that penalty in the 95th minute, I started greeting. And it's just the best memory I've ever had in football in my life. It was it was class, even though we ended up winning the quarters and stuff against a better side. That that particular game is one that'll always stick with me. You better hope that Miss Chavon doesn't listen to that. Oh. It? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean well, my, 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 my answer is apart from my daughter being born and the day that me and Joe get married. <laughs> We're talking about sporting. I know, I mean, I played for Scotland. I represented Scotland. I think two caps for Scotland when I was a. Uh, under-19s for Scottish Amateur FA. So that was just due to all the boys' clubs in Scotland, the under-19s. And, and I, was, I, was, I was one of the goalies in the squad and ended up... I was a sub for the first game at home against Northern Ireland and came on for the last 10 minutes or so. And then the away game was against Wales. And I started and I got married a match and had a storm up down Wales and, and I've got a cap. I've got a cap somewhere stashed up in the loft and it's still there and it's in a it's in a glass glass container with a Scotland cap on it and my name and represented Scotland and that. So no, that was definitely probably I'd say that definitely is my best moment where I've represented Scotland. Ah, oh, fantastic. And then I, I didn't know that, by the way. Yeah, I'll show you it one day, mate. Yeah, nice. nice <laughs> Um, so here's the question. So what's the what's the best player you've maybe played in or played against? You can do that one, Doc. Best player I've played with? Yeah. Very difficult, mate. Because I've played with played with top players, you know what I mean? Yeah. But Aye. really, really, really for me, I'm gonna fling one out that's that so we surprise people and people will ask who, who I even is that but there's a couple and, and they're mainly because they're still my pals now and it's and it's Sean Grimshaw and Ryan Kelly my wee mate Grimmy and 
and Kelly, who was the assistant manager at Ashfield, and it was purely based because first they were tap, they were brilliant players, and I played with them for under 13s right up, and we ended up playing up in the 21s and that together. So I've played with them for their 10 years, near enough, both of them. And they're brilliant people, mate. And yeah. they're, they're still good pals of mine and that as well. So purely based on my love for the boys, I'm going to say them. But don't get me wrong, I've played with Belter players technically. So good, mate. But, but I'm going to go with A2 because... They're more than just good players, man. They're top boys, and I love them. I love them to bits, and they were, they were a pleasure to play with and share a dressing room with. Ah, fantastic. You got to put you, you put now. You, oh. you just wanted to take me think, mate. No, no. <laughs> he also asked, he also asked who was the best player you played against. Played against, played against, see, boy, Jose Altador, mate. Ah, oh, mate. <laughs> I played against him and he played against us. We went to a tournament in America and we played against the USA national team. We were under 19s and they were under 17s. And Jose Altador played against us, scored five goals into me and then signed for Real Madrid, mate, in the summer. And I'm that's that's bang on, mate. Signed for Real Madrid. And he was and he was and he was only under 17 and the boy was the boy looked as if he'd been training with Scott Marshall, mate, for 10 years, mate. He was actually... <laughs> I remember who was out at all being an absolute... And then, because he played with Holland, that, didn't he? He ended right, up right. Holland Sunderland, I think. But you know who was a belter and all? McGeady, mate. Aidan McGeady. Frightening, mate. Right, absolute frightening, mate. Greedy face when he was a young boy. Greedy face, but what a player, mate. Unbelievable. Day hangs with a ball, mate. You couldn't, couldn't imagine. For me, the... I'm going to give two for the best I played with. One, I only played maybe three or four games with him, um, was Alan Gow winning at Airdrie. He'd been injured and uh, came into the the reserves to get his fitness back up and I was playing the reserves at the time. And we could have just gave him the ball himself. He was ridiculous, man. It was just before he went to Falkirk and then got his move to the Rangers. And he was honestly scary good. I'd never seen anybody with so good on the ball. Um, and then the one I played with for a bit longer, Graham Wilson, that's at Auckland Lake. I played with him at Cumnock, and G was brilliant. He's a year younger than me, um, so I was twenty-one, he was twenty when we were at Cumnock together. And for such a such a young age, he was so talented. He was brilliant, and he's pro. He's a junior legend, to be fair. I mean, he's scored probably 15, 20 goals a season every year for the last twelve years. Um, so he's a he was a cracker. And the best I played against was Charlie Adams. Played against him in the reserve game at Murray Park. Uh, it was quite, they quite a strong team at Rangers that day, and we only basically had our 19s fared when we did a no bad 19s team, um, our first year at 19. And they beat us 4 1, I think it was. And Charlie Adams getting the ball, left foot, banging at 40 years, right on everybody's toe. And I remember pressing him at one point because he kind of went out to left mid and I was going right mid. I remember pressing him, thinking, Put him on his right, and nobody down his right. Put him on his right, smashed the ball straight through, and they scored it. And I was like, "This guy's ridiculous, man!" <laughs> and it, it shows it shows a difference with level where you watch Charlie Adam and Terry. I know he went to Liverpool for ten million pounds, and you think, "I technically he's good, not, but he's a bit slow, and he's he's not the best." And I played against him. I thought he was unbelievable. He was just such a good football player. So that's that's the best I played against. Ah, oh, fantastic! And then so obviously, I think we know your goal, uh, Paul. Obviously, you're going to do your marathons. Um, 
but for yourself, Dak, what would you? What's the one thing that you'd like to achieve this year? I want to get fatter. I want to get a bit better body shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I want to be able to go on holiday when I can and feel good and feel feel good. But that's just my that's just personal and that's just no, no, that's the way good. I feel. But I and then football wise, I just want to try and be as successful as possible. Going half the park in it for my family yeah. and from the family and the clubs and myself, but. No, just to try and be a wee bit healthier, try and get a wee bit fitter, try and because I've let myself I've let myself go the last couple of months, even though I still have trained, I've no I've not really been at it and keep using the time of year and the festive time as an excuse kinda and the winter and that. So I need to, I need to get the finger out, mate. No, definitely. And like you said there, you, you mentioned the winter. So I think that's what a lot of people do in Scotland is we we tend to use the weather as an excuse because of, Oh, it's dark, it's windy, it's raining, and mm-hmm. it's snow, it's ice, but no, we can still do stuff. Of course we can, you're bang on, mate. Um, right, I'm going to give you some quick-fire questions um, before we round up. Right, um, so, cardio or weights? Cardio. Weights. <laughs> right, okay. Crossfit, yes or no? Yes. Aye, aye. Right, okay. Burpees, yes or no? No. Burpees? No. Burpees, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I thought you said burpees. I'm like, I have one every year. Aye, they're good. <laughs> Does anybody like a burpee, man? I know. Uh, right, squat or deadlift? Deadlift. Squat for me. Running or gym? Running. Gym. <laughs> uh, oh, perfect, guys. Um, and then, last week, last, sorry, second last question. Um where would you like to see yourself within football in the next two to four years? And where would you like to see your podcast in a year? You go first, that. Oh, you're, you just bite me do that because I've never told him. <laughs> podcast, <laughs> podcast, hopefully, will be done and dusted. It's ran its course. Mate. Nah, I had a good run, mate. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't exist anymore. No, um, just, for, just for both football, do you know what I mean? That, for football and podcast, I, I hope that they're, I hope they're both successful. Do you know what I mean? Football has been my has been my first love, and and I hope that that wherever I am or whatever I'm doing in the football, it's still involved first and foremost. But it's still at a good level. I'm still in, hopefully I'm still enjoying it, and I'm, I'm sure I will. Do you know what I mean? It's something that'll be yeah. until the day I die. Hope will probably be doing it. So. Um, but hopefully it is as good a level as I possibly can and working with good boys and good players and making them better and and that's what I want to do. I want to make players better and I want to work with boys and try and be there for them as well off the park and try and be there for them on the park as well. Podcast, I'm, podcast, I'm, I'm the same. Do you know what I mean? I'm enjoying doing the podcast. I just love sitting talking about football. I'm, and although I laugh and joke about it, I enjoy doing it with PG. Do you know what I mean? We we have a lot of fun with it. We meet a lot of people through it as well, which which is always good. And and even the likes of yourself, we only we get to know you and all that and different podcasts and, and, and stuff like that. So for me, I just want to see where it goes. You know what I mean? I don't want to put too much pressure on the podcast or on my own football, yeah. my own football. Journey. I'll just see what happens. We'll just we'll keep we'll keep riding yeah. the wave. We'll keep enjoying it. We'll keep trying to put good content out. 
keep trying to support the clubs and support people. And hopefully, I, I would like to hopefully cover a few more hard-hitting real, real points in the podcast this year as well, covering maybe things that we've not done, uh, mental health, racism, stuff like that, things that within the game in that, in that respect. Uh, but no, just to keep enjoying what I'm doing, yes, just to keep enjoying it and, that, that, and keep having fun and, and that's it, mate. Uh, for me, um, directly in football, nothing. I'll never. I don't. Think I'll ever be involved directly in football again. I'll probably never coach again. I don't. I don't particularly like who I'm when I'm coaching. I think I'm decent at it. I think I'm relatively good at coaching. I know how to set up teams pretty well and make them kind of hard to beat. I don't like who I'm when I coach at football. I become far too angry and I speak to grown men why you shouldn't speak to people and I've been lucky I've known my face cracked a couple of times for it um, <laughs> but I I just don't really like who I'm when I'm involved right, okay. just remember that that podcasting is near the fat boys talking to me like that <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about this later <laughs> um, uh, but also at the same side I never want to know be involved in football like the podcast um, like Dax says we've spoke to some great people through the podcast and we've had some some of, the, some of the best times I've had in, in recent years have been me and Dak being at the football and um, people were spoken to. Like the, when we went down to Clyde Bank against Elgin and we did that behind the scenes episode, that was that was a great night. We really enjoyed ourselves. We had a lot of fun and it was just good to be about it. Um, in terms of the podcast, just today as well as it can be and for us to keep enjoying it like we do, um, I think the fact I was speaking to somebody um, this morning actually uh, about a podcast, and he said, "Tays, it's very clear how much me and Dak enjoy doing it." He says it just shows when when they watches. He says you can tell how much we like it, and I think that if we like it and enjoy doing it, other people will like watching it and enjoy listening to it. Exactly. So that's I would like it to be um, as big as it possibly could, and I could get a job out of it. With me and Dak could kind of. Quite our jobs and go full time, mate. I'm not gonna hide <laughs> it myself. Um, I just, I just want it to as well as it can do, and I just to keep enjoying it, really. Nah, definitely. And then before we round up, um, what advice would you give to any young footballer starting out for the first time in their journey? Don't let the highs get too high and the lows get too low. Um, be steady with it. I, I seen a thing. Um, a while back, I think it was Tom Hanks. It was one of the things I watched on telly. And uh, it was asked a similar question, like, what would you tell your younger self? And it was, this too shall pass. And it was like, see, when you feel brilliant, this too shall pass. And see, when you're feeling terrible, this too shall pass. It doesn't all, everything that you get doesn't last forever. Work hard, believe in yourself, and uh, be willing to put the time and effort in and you go to sacrifice a lot. But don't let it, don't let it destroy your life by letting it completely take you too high and then feeling terrible when things only going the way you want because ultimately as much as we love it and it's been really important football is a game and it's not the most important thing in the world despite it being very important to, to individuals you know what I mean yeah yeah. for me it's for me it's be yourself work hard as PG says get everything you've got invest the time in it invest, invest the effort into it also be a sponge, and I don't mean that as just on there and do nothing. I mean be a sponge, take everything in, take everything in for different people, listen to your coaches, take own advice, uh, and try it and try and carry out what you've been asked today. And then 
try and fulfil your potential, basically. Get everything. Don't have any regrets. That's what I always say to my... That's what we always say to our players. Don't come in after a game for a regret. Don't be sitting. And, and listen, we always are. Do you know what I mean? I think that you used to agree. How many times do we go, only if we've done better, only if we've done better? And, and that unfortunately, that's what happens in life. But give your football career everything and see if you're amateur all your days at amateur level, then so be it. Enjoy it. See if you go semi-pro, enjoy it, see if you go professional, amazing, but don't be, just just play at a level that you that you enjoy and and, you, and it doesn't become a chore, and that's just basically for me, mate, it's just getting about it and that, and just enjoy, enjoy it, and enjoy being about people. No, it's been it's been awesome having you guys on, um, but now the, sho- the shoe's on the other fit, so this is your chance to ask me some questions, if you've got any. I've got one for you, right? Because we spoke about a bit at length about what, what we want in terms of fitness for this year. What do you want out your year for, for fitness? Right. So my year's gonna be a wee bit different. So and later this year, I'm gonna have uh there'll be a another boxing match coming up, another charity boxing match. I'll be doing that at the end of May. Um and then in September, I've signed up to do uh, open water swim. So, oh, good on you. 3K swim. Um, in terms of my overall fitness, so I'll be between boxing and swimming this year um, just to get a nice shape and just try and, try and be a wee bit fitter than I was last year. That's what my, my goal is this year. See, I feel comfortable now, Jack. I'm in my zone. I want to ask questions now. Oh, mate. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, because I, 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 see, I, I see what you do, you do Scott, and, and that's one thing that it's not mere a question. It's mere, well, it's kind of a question at the same time as well, but you seem to throw yourself into everything. You seem to take yourself out of the comfort zone and, and give, give everything a bash. What, is it anything that you've been surprised in? that you've gave a try and it's actually something that you're going to keep up and keep doing? Well, you know, I've tried so much. Um, I've, you know, I used to be a referee. Did you? I used to be a referee. But, you know, due to, like, mental health, um, it was a good couple of years ago. So, effectively, I used to have advertisement on my car um, and I finished the game and by the time I went home, I was I had tons of viral messages um, sent to me, um, and you know that that went in my head. Um, I, I returned to refereeing, um, but I spoke. I sent a message to the SFA asking for what support, um, and basically the head of the SFA at that point um, asked me if I could drive a second car, and then at that Aye. point he says, "Oh, that's it. I'm done with it." You know. Um, but for myself, I think personally, um, I done stand up comedy, and uh, huh? I done I done that, and uh, a couple of year year ago, 20, 2018, I I done thirteen gigs, so I, I actually man. I performed in the stand thirteen uh, three times in the stand, sorry, thirteen times in Scotland, um, and I think see speaking to that larger group, maybe two or three hundred people. And then I've, you know, with the pandemic and whatever, and I've just, I've tried to create a different view on fitness. So now with my podcast is, I love fitness and I love talking. So 
and I've built up that confidence. So now I'm just going to try and build on my, my podcast as much as I can. Well, that takes some set of boys to go up and do stand-up comedy, because that'd be, that would be <laughs> terrifying, man. Yeah, do, you think, do you think I've got what it takes, Scott? I definitely think you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> no chance, man. No chance. No chance. Uh, any well, other questions? What, uh, wait, 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 I'm sorry, PG. I've got one. We're doing, a, we're doing a first live show, mate, at the end of the month, and what advice would you give us? Because you've got experience in it, mate. So what, what kind of advice would you give us? Just uh, what you basically say is the full night. Just be yourself. Just relax, you know. Um, I don't know if you're, where you're going to be doing your, your show, if it's going to have a spotlight on you. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Whoever well, doing the show is going to be a sniper. A sniper later. <laughs> we're doing it in <laughs> No, fantastic. Yeah. No, be yourself, man. Just be relaxed. Then. And then, obviously, you're going to be sitting at a table or something anyway. Yeah. No, we're right. going to be, we're going to, we're going to be up and about that. You know we will. I'll be doing my first, I'll be doing my first 5K of the year, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, fantastic, guys. Eh? No, just... Eh, Obviously, stay hydrated throughout your event. <laughs> <laughs> I've already uh, been warned. But no, uh, so where can people find you online? Um, you can get us on YouTube, PG and Dax Real Football Podcast. You can get us on Twitter at PG and Dax Football. You can get us on Instagram, PG and Dax Real Football Podcast, and also Facebook as well. Um, and LinkedIn, you can get us on that. So we, we try our best to be on everything that we can um, to, to get get our message out there as much as possible so we're pretty accessible to be fair and uh-huh. also like Dax says um, we are always open to MD speaking to us you know what I mean I quite enjoy when people get in touch with us uh, I deal with the Twitter that deals with Instagram and people message us regularly and we're always happy to speak to people so never hesitate if you ever want to ask us anything or you ever want to get in touch with us just fire away that's how the Twitter content is always better than Instagram because <laughs> PG deals with it and I'm, I'm rotten <laughs> no, and uh, obviously you, you touched on it there, Dak, about your, your event at the end of the month, right? So tell yeah. us tell us all the details about that. You go, Dak. You you got the you got the ticket sorted today, so you can... oh, ticket sorted. No, we're, <laughs> we're running we're running our first uh, live night, and it's it's came because we've been encouraged that as well with clubs and the the wonderful people at the United Barn Drum Chapel, which is affiliated with Drum Chapel United that are in the West of Scotland League have invited us down and letting us use their use their pub up the stairs, the, the function, but it's it's really nicely done up. So we're doing a night in that and it's it's kind of lower league, lower league open goal. I wouldn't want to say we're, we're anywhere near that quality, but we'll, we're kind of, that's the type of show we're going to go down the route and we'll, we'll try and have a laugh and we'll try and have a carry on, but we'll also try and have some good good football chat in there as well. And we're not going to take ourselves too seriously on the night, but I'm certainly not anyway. And no. we're going to have fun with it, you know what I mean? With, there's 720 people and we're, we're close to selling that out now. And... It's overwhelming, mate, because never once did I think that we would have been doing a night, even in a pub with 10 people, never mind in somewhere with 120 people. So yeah. hopefully it goes well, mate. It could fall flat on its face and maybe something will never do again. <laughs> but at least we've got it. We've got, at, least we've, at, least we've, at least we've got a, 
a wee set of buzz that's going to go and try it and see how we got on, mate. So, no, the live show is hopefully going to be a lot of fun and hopefully people come and, and, and enjoy themselves. And just because Dax no said, it's the 29th of January. Sorry. Get in touch with us if you want a ticket. £10, you get entertainment for ourselves, a DJ and a lovely buffet all included in your ticket. So, like Dax says, there's literally, there's no many tickets left. I think we'll maybe get 20 if we're lucky. So get in touch if you're if you're wanting one. No, and I've actually got one last question. So who whose idea out of the two of you's was it to come up with the podcast? PG. Right. PG, what happened quickly, Scott? Uh, come, I'm very scared. I'm very hungry. You've been up early doors, mate. It's all good. Mate. All good. Um, quickly, it was PG. PG contacted me first, saying he was going to do a podcast on the west of Scotland, well, primarily, primarily on the west of Scotland, and asked asked me because he knew me uh, through what capacity in football and said, do you want to be a guest, the first guest on with the gaffer at Ashfield? And I was like, aye, brilliant, mate, I'll definitely come on and support the show. And then a couple of days later, he got in contact and went, asked me to come in on it with And then my missus, it was during the lockdown, it was during the lockdown, my missus was like, You've got nothing to lose, get a bash. If, if if you don't take it and you don't enjoy it, then you, you, you don't need to keep doing it. But during lockdown, there was nothing happening. There was no football, yeah. so we gave it a bash and it's worked out, it's worked out pretty well. But uh, yeah, he he had to, he headhunted me and what me. That was the thing. I'd wanted to date for ages um, and my missus had said to us, look, why are you not doing it? And, I don't know maybe if it's how you felt within the stand-up comedy or even doing this podcast. You kind of get a bit embarrassed and you think, oh, what if people laugh and what if people say this and that? And I was like, you know what? I'll go for it. And I had spoken to Dak, like you said, about coming on. And I actually, I just asked him that because I wanted to test to see how he did own the podcast because it was in my head to ask him to come over right. me anyway. And I was like, I'm just going to ask him. My, my missus, I will just ask him and... And I thought, even though I like a, a laugh and a joke and that, when it comes to the podcast, I'm pretty serious. And I thought, we need, I need Dak, I need something like him that brings a lighter side to it than I do. And you could see, for when you were asking a quick fire question, pretty much every answer, we were the complete opposite. Yeah, and I, I think that's what works for us. I think that um, because we're not exactly the same, even though we're mates and we have a good laugh and we're like, away for the podcast and the two is meet up for a coffee or whatever, we always have a good laugh. But I think the fact that we're know the same, it that's that's your strong point is that we have different attributes that that we can bring to the podcast. And and I bias, I think we do quite well with it. Um that's where the feedback we get. People, I suppose most people are not going to tell me that we're shite, but um no, I think that's what works for us. I think the two is they're a bit different and that's that's our strength. No, definitely, guys, and that's what makes your podcast unique. Yep. No, fantastic guys, it's been a pleasure. this is actually this is the first podcast we've ever done that is newer podcast yeah so, right, um, okay. 
we appreciate you asking his own because um, I, I, I know what it's like for both day we trying to get guests on and stuff and you're always working hard and the volume that you put out is ridiculous I mean you're doing other jobs and then you're putting episodes out every few days I will you know it was a it was when I was speaking to Dan John for America um, I was speaking about you know how much content I have and I say no I'm putting one episode out a week or two episodes a week and he's like oh no he says you're actually living in 1980 Scott he says the internet's evolving he says whatever content you have try and get it out so that's why I'm every two days I'm having to put new content out we're, we're every two weeks I know and we struggle with that <laughs> sometimes but no mate it's incredible because I know the the preparations like for um and I, I can imagine it'd been quite difficult preparation for the two years because you're not really able to find out online about the two years so uh, you've done a cracking job with it, mate it's um it's, it's good that you're able to do it because it's a good thing to do and it's really enjoyable Enjoyed it, mate, and we'll 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 push you on we'll push you on our side as well, my definitely, man. Definitely. Ah, thank you. Cheers, guys. No worries, oh, man. Oh, man. Cheers. Cheers.